Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. What is going on? Well, another week has come and gone. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to episode 60 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Georgia as Claire Cahallan of the Northside High Patriots takes home the weekly honors. Claire hit an amazing 888 over three games with nine runs scored, two walks, and a crazy 11 stolen bases. Awesome job, Claire. Best of luck going forward. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with Canadian men's national team member and Gould's Newfoundland native, Shane Boland. Shane has had an incredible career to date, and he's still adding to that impressive resume. He has won three ISC World titles, seven Canadian Senior Men's Championships, two Canadian Junior Men's Championships, a bronze at the 2017 WBSC Worlds, as well as many individual awards, including being the only Canadian player to ever win the ISC's Senior Men's and Junior Men's title in the same season. We're going to talk to Shane about getting a start in the game back in Goulds, his time with the national team, his incredible walk-off home run to win the ISC Worlds for the Toronto Gators back in 2016, as well as much, much more. This was such a wicked interview as Shane provided awesome stories as most Newfoundlanders do, and we share plenty of laughs. Shane is definitely one of the good ones in the game. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, cause here we go. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes, anything goes, anything goes? Hello, everybody. Hey, Hopi, what's up? Not much. How are you? Good. Well, rained out again tonight. Yeah, what the fuck is that shit, oh, man? man? Our weather's been so crazy. We talked about, you know, talking on the phone there, not just today, but, you yeah. know, in the last last week, that yeah. last year we had one rain out. Exactly. The entire two months that we got to play, we had one rain out, and it was a Monday night where yeah. there was only two games. Right. So we only lost two games. Yeah. That's easy to make up. We've lost multiple doubleheaders already we're, this year. We're three nights in a row for our league. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, man. And it's it, very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. The funny thing is, it's beautiful right now. As you and yeah. I are, are recording this, yeah. I, I just left the ball field at 4.30 with Robin, and uh, it was sunny to the right, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely pissing rain on us, and the field was just like a lake. Yeah, man. It's very sucks. unfortunate. Yeah. Especially for the for the Canada Games guys, because I mean yeah, they're they missing out on they're missing out on a lot of a lot of games right now that yeah. uh, 
you, you know, they want to get in. For sure. We'll just have to extend our season. I mean, there's no question. We're going to have to. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, we're, we're, we talked about doing the games on like make up games on a weekend and stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll which we're going to do. Yeah, for sure. But we definitely have to get the games in. And <laughs> funny when you said about rescheduling them on the, on that Saturday and I look, we play doubleheader on Thursday. I got to play Friday <laughs> and then we're playing on Saturday. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to freaking walk. On that Saturday. <laughs> That's why we're scheduling them like that. Yeah. <laughs> get me ready for Easter. Hey Randy, can you answer me a question? Why aren't men's and women's fa- softball at the Olympics? I told you not to ask. <laughs> Cause I don't know. I know. I, you know what? If anybody, is listening to this. I know that there's a reason why the men's isn't in the Olympics, but you know, I can't remember, but you know, anybody that hears this, throw it in the comments of, you know, our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want. Cause I don't know. I, yeah, I it seriously make don't sense know. To me. But either way, the women. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about the women and their bronze medal. That's oh, pretty fantastic. Awesome. You know, first medal in, in uh, yeah. softball for, for our yeah. Canadians and, and it was it was it was fun to watch. It sure was. Some yeah. exciting. Super skilled. Yeah. And the two games, you know, that they lost to Japan and the United States, they were that close to being in the gold medal game. One nothing. Amazing. One nothing games. Yeah. Hats off to all those ladies. Absolutely. From all the teams. It was amazing to watch. All the games. I, I watched all of them. Yeah. Um, some of them were really late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like or, two AM. Or early. <laughs> or early, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to uh, say. There. Super fun to watch. Yeah. I know that uh for instance my niece, uh, she's only ten and she watched well, her mother taped them for her so mm-hmm. she could watch because she's so interested in playing. Yeah. And she was super stoked over it. Actually, funny you said that because I got a text from a guy I went to school with you know, in high school and he was from Brookfield and he moved to Ontario. He's now in the, in the police department. OPP. Okay. Yeah. He's been up there for a while now. And, uh, he sent me a text that he's, he's going to be home in a couple of weeks and he's going to come watch our double header. Oh, nice. I think it's on the 19th, but, yeah. uh, he was talking about his little girl who's 10 is now getting in the softball because oh, really? she watched the Olympics. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, the success that the, the Olympics had, I think it's going to, you know, I think there might be a boom. Help drive the sport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is good. That's kind of wish. That's kind of why I wish men's were there as well to drive those, those kids to see that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's great for girls and women. Yeah. I, I love it and we need it, Yeah, but we need more boys playing the game as well. Very, very true. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, no, man, like hats off to the hats off to the ladies. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada on the bronze medal. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we're not there in France, but, uh, 2028 in LA. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Back at her. Yeah. But we'll have uh, hip hop and, uh, I don't know. Hip hop breakdancing and and skateboarding. (laughs) Hey, hey, listen, I'm sure that those are athletes too. And, and, uh, congratulations on your journey, but, uh, is that really an Olympic sport? I don't know. I don't know. Softball should be. Yep. Absolutely. Got another, uh, Newf on the podcast today. Yeah. Welcome to the Newfoundland podcast. (laughs) We're going back over to the rock. Uh, only we're talking to him from OKC. Yeah, Shane. He's Shane away Bowen. at ASAs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's funny though, Randy, because I, I just I mentioned to you uh, last week that um, Ryan, the memory of interviewing Ryan, popped up on my Facebook, and it was uh, like a year ago. A year ago, actually, yeah. when we were supposed to. This is third time's a charm. Shane, yeah, by the yeah, way. Shane. No big deal. Yeah, with this, when we were originally going to do it on Tuesday. Yeah, it was one year to the day that we recorded it with we Ryan. Recorded with Ryan. Yeah. So uh, you brought that up to me, and I was like, yeah. "Man, I went back through the notes and everything." I was like. 
you sure here? I'm like, yeah. anyway, and I went back, sure enough, one year to that. I was like, man, that would have been cool. Yeah. But yeah. either way, one year to the day plus two. Yeah. We had to make it convenient for Shane. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's doing he's his thing down all there. over the world right now. Yeah. So, uh, devil. anyway, this should be a good talk. Uh, absolutely. Whenever we talk to any of the news, it's, it's usually good it's for, for a few laughs. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure we'll hear some, uh, good stories. So, absolutely. Yeah, let's get to them. Okay. Sounds right. good. All right, here we go. Jane, thanks for coming on the podcast, pal. Thanks for having us, boys. How's uh how's things going down in OKC? Uh they're going good lots of COVID around here apparently. Oh, shit. <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people don't believe in it, so yeah. um I don't know, it's just nice to get out of Canada, nice to get back on the and the circle with the boys, so awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I was gonna say it must be nice, you know, getting back last weekend traveling down to Minnesota. How was that? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, we <laughs> were a bit uh we're a bit spoiled there. We jumped on a private jet and flew down, but uh, Yeah, I saw that. You know? <laughs> Fuck. Um Yeah, it's a bit crazy, but I'll take it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Imagine. Yeah. To see the Yeah. Is that where the uh, the gremlins kind of uh had a good weekend, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a lot of the boys' first time. I mean, last year, I know down in Newfoundland we had we had a full season, but um, for the rest of Canada, no one really played. So yeah. it was just uh, you know nice to get back with the boys. A lot of a little bumps there, but yeah. um, you know we played a lot of exhibition games on the side there, so that's good. We're looking good there now. Yeah, you haven't been you haven't been playing in the senior league back home, have you? No, so I moved up to uh, Labrador for work. Um, but luckily, uh, luckily the big bro there shipped me up his uh, his batting machine and pop up nets. So I've been huh. I haven't trained I haven't trained or practiced like this since I'm probably been ten years old. So. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, That's so crazy. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So you guys, you're getting ready for ASAs this weekend. Uh, how how's chances looking there? Yeah. So we, um, I mean, we had a little team meeting there, and you know, we flew in yesterday, so we had a. An exhibition game there earlier today against the team from Texas. There we beat them four to one. So yeah, we're looking good. Like things are coming around. Lots of boys are getting more swings, and at bats are looking better. And the pitchers are more of a pitching by committee type role this year. But yeah, it. Uh, I mean, everything's come together. We just gotta. We just gotta do our own thing. We know what we gotta do. So yeah, it's, good. A, it's not like you guys haven't been there before. I'm pretty sure you know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. you know, let your let your skill and talent do what they got to do. That's right. Exactly. That team from Texas, that the the glowworms. That's the Oma Tiger. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, okay. Because we were scoffs scoffs with the San Antonio glowworms. Yeah, the glowworms. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's one Go, j- biggest one biggest glowworm I've <laughs> fucking witnessed in my life. Yeah, he looks like one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, shit. God love him. Yeah. Fuck man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh freak. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna think of fucking scope as a glowworm. Just picture. Yeah, just picture a scope fucking going around the fucking field like a worm. Oh shit. Oh, oh man. shit. That's good. Anyway, Shane, little thing uh, we do here: quick pitches. To start off the uh, podcast. Stupid, stupid Shane. Yeah, I'm keep going. Sure, you've heard it, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it uh, ten questions to you. Yep. <laughs> They're random, but uh, yeah, answer them as best you can, man. All right. All right. First, first one. Best part about growing up in Goulds? Uh, 
definitely not the stinky shit because we grew up on farms. But um, <laughs> the the best part I'd say was uh, I mean we were a little tight knit community. Um, softball was thanks to my father and Jeff Kirk. Um, they had it going early for us. So um, I would say a tight knit community. Um, we were very competitive. Uh, like I said, we had, uh, we had my father and Jeff Kirk to uh, to train us, but I would say just more so to people. Um, and we had access to softball fields at any point in time. There was no such thing as booking a field or yeah. doing none of that nonsense. We could literally just take our bikes down and hit the field. And and luckily, Dad was a firefighter, so he worked one day off three. And Jeff Kirk was a school teacher, so he was off all summer. So we had we had resources to pick from at any point in time. So that's excellent. It was pretty good. Yeah, right on. Uh, funniest thing you've seen while patrolling the streets in St. John's. <laughs> oh, here we go. Glow worms. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, funniest thing I've seen, funniest thing I dealt with. Um, I would probably say, I mean, working George Street. Um, <laughs> Fuck, I can only imagine. I had a naked guy, I guess, come up to the car and Slap down his junk on the hood of my car and say, arrest me, officer. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you put the handcuffs? Uh, <laughs> needless to say, I just uh, turned my head and drove the other way. <laughs> oh, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to deal with that. But no, we see and, we see and deal with that, that shit all the time. But I got endless stories here that right on. are That's still great. going through courts. So I'll probably get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll stop there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, best ball field you've played at? Uh, best ball field I've played at it's probably honestly uh, Saskatoon is really nice yeah but uh, I just seen Oklahoma City complex there yeah. that is um, that's hands down uh, by far the best complex uh, Prague was really nice as well yeah um, but this OKC one is next level like it's there's a whole stadium I mean thousands of people can attend it's just it's like you're at a baseball diamond. So wow. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Where they host the Women's College World Series every year and, you know, seen the, yeah, crowd, seen like the crowds they had this year. Yeah, Jesus. Amazing. Yeah. It's <laughs> legit. Like, it, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no That's doubt. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Pitcher that has had your number over the years. Uh, pitchers have my number over the years. I would probably say, uh, to be honest, it's, it's funny, but uh, probably Sean Cleary, to be honest. Um, and it's saying that we, we play on the same team in the league yeah, uh, at home, but, um, I saw him when I faced Sean in the circuit. I mean, it's, well, it was always Sean and Ryan and it's not so much the speed or spins and stuff. It's, it's just a chess match. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking one thing and Ryan's thinking another and Sean don't fucking think we don't need to, <laughs> but, uh, it's just a chess match. And I find, um, it, they're always like one step ahead. I find you, you expect an outside drop ball and you'll throw a fucking knuckleball, right? So <laughs> it's one of these, uh, it's a chess match, but, um, you know, yeah, I, w- I would have to say Sean Cleary in, in my books. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, pitcher that you've had their number over the years. <laughs> Colin Walsh. <laughs> oh, really? Definitely. Yeah. In the league, Colin Walsh. Um, that's just because I've seen him, I don't know, a thousand times. But I'd say uh, for on the circuit, uh, for doing well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say my good old buddy Scope. 
<laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've had the privilege to room with Scope, and we talk a lot about tendencies and, and getting better at the game. Yeah. Uh, but with, between me and him, we face each other. Well, he's only a year older than me, so we've uh, we've had uh, a lot of dealings with each other and against each other. And yeah. And you know, he's gotten me out a, a fair bit of times, but I would say, um, you know, it, it's healthy battles. And when I say you know, done successful. I don't mean like hitting home runs. Like yeah. literally, when when I'm when I'm on the circuit, if I get a walk against Schofield, that that's a success for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. For sure. um, so, you know, and just so I happen to have his number and a couple of a couple of shots in there, I can't wait to tell him about it too. <laughs> oh, <holy laughs> fuck! I'm gonna text him soon. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Shane's, call, Shane's calling you a glow worm and everything, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every time, every time I hit the shot on scope, I let you know right after. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, next one. Yeah. Uh, who would you say is the most underrated player in the game? Don't you dare fucking underrated. say Lolly either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Steve Malali, trust me, he'd tell you how good he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, underrated player. That's a yeah, it's a, that's a good one. question. Um, there's a see, there's a lot of up up and comers, and I think um, I, I guess I can start with Canada for for underrated players. Um, there's a little up and comer, Quinton Bruce is. I think he's a little bit underrated. Okay. Um, he, he's a young guy, he's about 24, 25, uh, but he's had a lot of success against uh, high level pitching. Yeah. I know he's not uh, real, real new to the circuit, um, but uh, he's put up some healthy numbers there in the last few years. And he, you know what? I, to be honest, I didn't know who he was. And, and he's impressed me. And I don't think uh, he's had the opportunity yet to be seen by the world, but. His day is coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but who's really, I'd say for the world stage, who's really, I guess he's not underrated now, but leading up until, I guess, last year, the year before, will be uh, Alan Pecker. Um, he he now, I would suggest to be, you know, top, top five players in the world. But up until maybe last year, like, he always usually played with, like, uh, I wouldn't say, like, not a, a lower level team on the circuit, but just not your not your top guys. And right. Right. He's, he's in the past year, two years, he's turned some, some, some heads big time and, and watching him in ISF and ISC, like he's a, uh, he's a five tool player. He's uh he's really good. So I would have to say, I guess leading up until the last couple of years, Alan Pecker for me, but he's uh He's, he's well known there now. Got a oh. sick name too. <laughs> Alan Pecker. <laughs> yeah. Peckerhead. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. Is it true that all cops like donuts? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you something now. Like when I'm working, uh, we get to Hortons for free. So uh, ah, you know, nice. I'll, I'll, we, I'll wheel up to the uh, to the drive-through, and usually, you know, they'll say, uh, "Yeah, I'll get my coffee, my medium black coffee, or whatever." And they'll always ask, you know, "Do you want a donut? Do you want a muffin?" and I gotta be honest, guys. I I don't have the heart to take one because everyone's just gonna tell me, "Look at that that pig!" Right? I just <laughs> I just can't do it. And, uh, I, I want to so bad. I'm yeah. looking at him and now it's drooling for a glass of cream. I'm like, I can't do a part. Okay. But yes, it, it is true. Okay, is true. that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Top hockey moment of your career. Top hockey moment of my career was. Um, I guess individually would be uh, 
I went, well, when I was young, I went to the Moncton Wildcats training camp, which was kind of cool. But uh, yeah. in in uh, in senior hockey, um, well, we won the uh, we won the Herder Memorial Cup in 2017, mm-hmm. and in uh, Game Six, double overtime, I had the uh, overtime winner. So I saw I saw um, that goal on YouTube. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's uh, good, Sally. It, yeah, it's good, Sally. I mean, I you know, I love the Sally too, and rub it in too. But uh, um, yeah, it, it, you know what? Just playing ball and then going to hockey. I, I love that. Uh, I guess two different sports, but doing you know doing yep. both in different times of the year. Um, I love hockey, and I wish I could play it at a higher level. And but you know what? I chose the ball route, but. Yeah, I'd say winning the herder and the double overtime goal has been my my highlight. Right on. Yeah. Two more here. Yeah. Out of all the noofs on the national team, who's the lightweight when it comes to drinking? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say the lightweight is. got to be hilly. Probably, uh, <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say it's Lolly. Lolly, uh, <laughs> Lolly is, yeah, he, uh, now he can keep going, but only after about six beer, you can tell that his lies are starting to get classy, but <laughs> he's saying that too. He, he, he has six beer and I'm still on my first one, so I can't really trip him too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do trip him too hard, I'm getting the last hook. So yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Last, last one. Yeah. Would you consider Hilly a world class pitcher? <laughs> I'd consider Hilly a world class pitcher if we're playing the Little League World Series. <laughs> Man. Uh, he's uh He's 62 mile an hour dipper on the outside corner. Just can't cut it here anymore. Oh man, what they with him and Lolly on on dust up there. Like every every episode that they've been doing, the the topic of world class pitcher with Hilly comes up, and every time I hear it, oh. I just burst out laughing. Yeah. It's cracked. We're we're up here there. I played the other day, and uh, and Bradley struck out, and he said. Uh, here he goes, yeah, look at that. Bradley, I struck you on a toy tour. came up here, but you suck. Shit. Here we go. All you got to do is strike out once and you'll hear it for the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, Frank. All right, man, yeah, let's uh, let's get on to your career. Uh, tell us about uh, getting your start in the game. Uh, yeah, so again, I started, um, you know, I played minor ball in, in the goals. Uh, we had, uh, I guess there was like, four or five communities just around like, I guess the St. John's, you know, area as such. Like an, everyone's like an hour outside. Um, but my minor ball was in the ghouls. I did the, went right up through to the Eastern Canadians, the midgets, the juniors, and then the seniors. And then I just got fortunate uh, at a young age to, to travel the circuit and uh, get a part of that. And listen, I've been playing this now for, well, I just turned 30 this year. So, I've been playing circuit for 11 years and you know, it's, it's just been a hell of a ride. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing your dad played a big influence in your development growing up. Yeah. He, um, your dad, dad was, you know, I could, I'm in a flick of a darn dad, let's go down to the field and he'd hit tennis balls at me in the backyard. I, I could, you know, at any point in time, if I wanted to train or I wanted to have a catch or I wanted to pitch or I wanted to hit, he would, uh, he'd drop everything and, and, and go with me and and mom was the same way. Mom was a big ball player growing up as well, and you know she would she did the job and us around. She did, uh, you know, whatever we asked. Uh, it was under tipping my fingers when it came to softball. So I was I was really fortunate in that way. I didn't have to uh, I didn't have to travel very far. I could literally go five minutes till I was at a ballpark, and so I had it pretty easy that way. 
Right on. So like growing up, like in, like in Mite and Squirt and Peewee and stuff, would you got, like, would you have to travel all over the province, you know, to play your games or yep. was everything like stationed in St. John's? Yeah. So everything, like I said, uh, so like Lolly, for example, he's, uh, he's in freshwater. So freshwater from the ghouls is about an hour and 20 minute run. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so Bradley, like he's from, uh, Conception Bay, which again is like an hour for me. So really like when it came to, I guess, Monterbaugh and going to tournaments, if we had to drive an hour, that would be it. Right. Um, but it would be ne- nothing ever more than uh, an hour drive. Look at that. It wouldn't even be that big of a deal for mom and dad to have to, you know, jump aboard the car and drive with someone. Wow. That's pretty good. Not the private yeah, jet. It, yeah. It, it's yeah, <laughs> fortunate for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I want to talk about your midget and junior career. Like, I know, yeah. like, you'd win a silver medal with Team Canada in, in 2008. Uh, yep. You were just 17 years of age then, correct? Yep. Yeah, that's right. So, you obviously were still midget age. What was it like to be named to that team, you know, at such a young age? Yeah. So, um, to be honest, I, uh, the year before, I guess, uh, 2007, I wasn't able to go to the, uh, midget nationals. I guess I was too young. I didn't really get a crack at that team. So I didn't know if I was going to get an, even a look at, uh, at, at the trial. But anyways, Condorcet managed to have seen me at some point. So, um, once I got the invite to the team, um, I was I was a bit nervous because at the time I was 16 and boys were 19. And <laughs> I just, uh, you know, it, it, inside, internally, I was like, do I really have a shot? And, you know, I'm the youngest person going there. I was looking at everyone's age groups and I was like, I am the only, you know, there was a couple of 91s there, but the rest were 89s and 90s. So, like, my thought process was, you know, I'm fortunate to get there. But once I, uh, you know, once I accepted the fact that I am going there, it was, I was balls at the wall and like it was training. I, to be honest, I used to put garbage bags on myself and run around the gym. I, I, I did everything I could possibly to train for that. And, you know, when, once we got to training camp, uh, you know, I noticed the competition and it was tough, but I knew I was, uh, I guess I knew I could compete and I knew I could offer, you know, a help to the team. And once I got there and I kind of used the underdog mentality and, you know, I just went off and, happened to uh to get a spot on the roster so i was you know i'm always fortunate and humble to especially to wear the maple leaf but that was re- that was a real start for me and i never looked back since right on now you mentioned uh coach tommy Doucette there uh i had the privilege of yeah. uh having, having tommy coach me at canada games and you know unfortunately he passed away there a couple of years ago how how big of a beauty was tommy i gotta be honest tom uh, i had a great relationship with tommy he uh very mild-mannered uh yeah. man and, and coach and uh you know what tommy didn't uh tommy wasn't the real the hard ass he kind of he let your skill and ability make his decisions for him he didn't yeah he didn't play favorites he didn't play uh politics he literally wanted if you if you deserve to be there he let us perform and if, if you were going to perform you were going to play yeah so I, I love that part of it because, as you all know, competitive sports politics plays a big part of it. Who got money and yeah, exactly. You know who can uh, right and but Tommy was very fair and like we were, you know, we yeah, we were junior age. We we're all still kids, so right. you know he let us uh, he let us have fun. He let us determine who was going to be in the lineup by how we play. So I love that about him. Yeah. yeah. So what do you remember most about that that experience in Whitehorse? 
the fucked up call that the ump made for us not to win the gold medal. Oh, oh right, that was extra innings, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, it was myself and Mike Nosco had a double play there, and there was a big picture in the paper the next day, and um, you know that was that was a game changer there. We would have been ISF uh, gold medalists, but um, you know that that one stings a bit. But as for the experience, it was like I said, it was my first time wearing a Maple Leaf. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, is obviously unbelievable, but yeah. just to experience the different countries, like when you thought, you know, you're playing against Japan, like Japan, Australia, United States, it's like, you know, you grew up down in Newfoundland in a little tiny farming town and you're like, <laughs> you know, we're in the, yeah, we're in, we're in the fuck is Japan too? Right? And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, and they're all bowing to you and all this shit. And I'm just like, holy fuck, by what are you doing, right? But, <laughs> anyways, it was, uh, right? I, I, you know, we're just there playing and then they're doing the haka. And I'm like, again, no fucking idea what that is. No. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking, getting ready to fight because it looks like you're going to fight. So. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. Vibrating. It's just, it's, yeah, if I were near screaming and spitting in your face, I don't know if it was a fucking line dance or was it your ball. I didn't know. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Uh, I don't know what was funny hearing, hearing your, your rendition of that or Lolly. Lolly yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, anyway, you, 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 you know, it certainly gets you geared up. But yeah. the experience is just, you know, as you mentioned, is, or everyone mentioned who, who's been there. It's, uh, it, it's an honor to wear the, the Maple Leaf. And uh, that was the first real. Um, eye-opener for me to uh, pursue a softball, a softball career that I fortunately got to, but yeah. mm-hmm. that was definitely uh that was definitely a start for me. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Right on. Awesome. Now, actually, uh, when I was doing doing my you know research for doing my notes for everything here, I uh, I come across the 2010 Midget Nationals that were in Ontario, yeah. and you were still in the Midget Nationals in 2010, and this yep. this would have been 2008 when you were oh, juniors. Christ, but uh, right. actually, looking at that 2010, the website I came across, there was actually 16 teams at that Midget Nationals, no which way. is crazy. But uh, yeah. I noticed one little thing. You pitched. I did. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to get on the fucking mound at Short Hill. I loved it. it was, uh, oh, yeah. I'd like, go play shortstop and batter come out on the mound and Mike Knopf or whoever was pitching and I'd come off short by and go in on the mound. And now, in midget, I got my I got my fucking dip lit too. I mean, I'm not going to lie there. I, I, won't, I won't mention what your the, ERA was. <laughs> no, we won't go there. Right? If, yeah. I got one, if I got one strike out, it's all I get fucked up. Oh, shit. Like but, uh, so anyway, back to uh, your junior career. I mean, you you go on to win two Canadian junior championships with the uh, Kelly's Pub Canadians. There, yep. where do those rank for you? You know, in, in vast amount of championships that you've won. Um, th- they were certainly. Uh, I guess it hit home when I won in two thousand nine. With because I mean I was still two. I still had two years of uh, midget left. So mm-hmm. when I got fortunate enough to play with the under twenty three. I mean, I was only, I don't know, 17 or 18. I don't know how old I was, but um, once I got to that caliber and I realized when we uh, when we won in 2009, like, the, I guess I didn't realize how big a national was. I just thought, like, oh, shit, we won a tournament, right? But right. I, I, I quickly realized how hard it was to get there and how yeah. much how much it meant because, you know, then like you, you get off the flight and there's media crew and you're there doing interviews and I'm like, what the hell is this? And all of a sudden 
right? Like we're talking about rings and I'm like, what the fuck, like rings? What? You know, I just, <laughs> like, I didn't know how, how big it was. And, yeah. and then like I got to experience that and, and win. And then every tournament since, and then we got to, you know, 2012 and I knew, you know, it was my last year junior and I knew we had the squad to do it and we had the pitching to do it. And, um, just having that experience, you know, the only person on the team to have a championship meant a lot. And, you know, I knew I had to provide the leadership and because right. at that age, you know, like you guys have been there too, you know, you know, you lose one game, you're like, holy fuck, we're yeah. never going to win. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's trying to, uh, it's trying to babysit people's minds and not let them, you know, quit and keep, keep them going. And, um, and then once we, uh, once we got that win in, in 2012, uh, you know, it started to, I quickly started to realize like, you know, winning is, it's fun. A lot of fun is way better than being on the losing end, but it was just carrying the experience of being at that level, able to show adversity and win. Right. Yeah. So it's not, it's nice to be able to, uh, you know, plan off my experiences and, and being in those big games and having success in big games and just again, trying to keep a level head because trust me, we've all been on the other end of, of winning too. So right. mm. it's just trying to be, uh, I guess in the same level of intensity and, and you know, when you're down, it don't mean you're out. It's get back on the, on the go and, and get your boys going again. So it's been good. Yep. For sure. Now that 2012 season, that was pretty special for you. Uh, only Canadian player to win a junior national title, senior men's title and ISC world title in the same season. <laughs> Uh, how crazy was that yeah. summer for you? Sounds pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> again, yeah, like you just told me that it brought me back and it actually gave me chills because, um, <laughs> you know, when we won in, in the juniors in 2012 was one thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, in, in 2011, senior men's, we lost in the final. Yep. Um, but then coming back in 2012, I mean, I went to, uh, Right off juniors, I, I went to the airport. I never got to celebrate with the boys because I had to fly to ISC. And when I got to ISC, um, you know, you're on the field with, you know, Brad Rona, Ryan Wolf, uh, Cobb Martin, Sean Cleary, you know, all these big names like Donnie Hale and Freddie Turkleton, Ben Anoka, and, and I'm on the team, and I'm like, oh, I was like, holy fuck, right? I just <laughs> junior, junior nationals, and now I'm here, you know, with the two-time defending world champions. And then, anyways, I, I played my role. And, uh, you know, in the, I think it was the eighth, eighth inning, I got to go in and pinch run for, for Wolfie in the final. And just so happened to be the, you know, the winning run. I got to come across <laughs> the plate and it was winning run. And all of a sudden, we're IRC champions. And I'm like, holy fuck. Right, a little fella from, from the Ghouls, Newfoundland, and wins a junior, wins an IRC. And then we got to kick her off and go to play seniors. And then, Holy fuck, we goes and runs the table there and we're senior men's champions. So when the summer was <laughs> over, I was, I was just like, holy fuck. I don't even know what it's like to lose anymore. Right? Like, yeah. I was going to say, like, but, uh, being 21 at the time, you must you must have been like, Jesus, winning thing's pretty yeah. pretty easy. <laughs> well, like, and, and like, you don't even know what you're at, really. You're just fucking going with the flow, right? You're yeah. here and get up to play, hit the ball on. I don't know. You're surrounded by so much positive energy and you got so much support and, and people are after winning on your team. But now you look yourself in one summer, like, holy fuck, man, I got three rings in one summer. Like I know how to, you know, pass this message on to people right. and, That's the and, and now become that. Yeah. And like become that go-to person and yep. let people learn from you. And, um, you know, I, again, I was, like I said, 
yeah, you know, it's good enough to be uh, looked at for, for IFC, but to be picked up by a two-time you know, defending <laughs> champion, like, you know, I, I, I feel humble about that. Like, that's, you know, I was not going around thinking, oh, look at me, but I pick me up, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, like, whatever you want me to do, I'll, you know, I'll jump aboard. And, how, did, how did that all come about, that. Shane? How, with Jarvis, how had that pickup come about? So I guess Sean and Ryan were were picked up, and uh, and the coach is kind of looking for a, a versatile player for the summer, and they were looking for youth. And you know, thank, thankfully for for uh, for Ryan there, he was he mentioned me, and and the coach was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like we heard about him. Like if he went on to come and you know be a role player, and because a lot of times. When you join the ISC circuit, you you want to get on a lower end team so you can play, right. and you can establish yourself, and you know. But you know, fortunately, I got my crack because a lot of players can't make the weekend time, so I was able to to get in there and play, have a have a regular full playing season with, with Jarvis, and then you know, come ISCs again, like again, like when I was playing junior and senior, I'm a full time player, but when you look on, realize your caliber and. You know, you accept your role, and, and when you get, I'm always a believer. When you get your opportunity, you you make the most of it. Right. And um, just so happened, listen, I was pinch runner, and for me, like you know, I was pinch runner, and I I was happened to be the run to come across the plate. So you know, everyone got a role to play, and everyone's intensity and 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 power plays a role in winning. So um, yeah, thankfully for Ryan, he was able to put my name out there, and, and the boys had enough confidence for me to pick me up. So that's how I got that crack. Jeez, that's pretty fantastic. That's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, uh, yeah it's wicked. While we're on the subject of winning things, uh, <laughs> you've won seven of the last eight Canadian senior men's. Uh, what's it like to be able to play with that core of guys every year and, and know that you're going to be a front runner to win every year? Um, I would say it's like uh, it's like going to an all-star team and fucking having fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's and you know what? You know, we got seven out of the last eight. And, you know, I know a lot of people look at it and, you know, you're expected to win because you, you know, you, you're after winning and, and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you know, we lost in 2017. So, oh, it's not like, who? Who? Who was it? I think it was. It wasn't a glowworm? Some team from some fucking team, some glowworm was going around there. Yeah. First, first fellow to show me a fucking ring, too. I oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You, it, you know, you guys beat us in fair and square. And, and you know what? I'm a true believer. I'm, I love competitors and I love winners. And, you know, I was the first person to go down and, and yeah. congratulate Scope because he's my buddy and he's a, he's a ball player. And you know what? You win some, you lose some. And there's no excuses. Uh, you guys kick the shit out of us, and and I like that though. You know, you you win, you lose, you win, you lose. But like, it's showing adversity the next year, coming back and winning, and uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's just a bit of when you're on the top like that. You win seven out of eight. You're kind of looked at, holy shit, Galway or losing or not winning, and yeah, um, it's just being able to you know pick up the pieces and, and get back on that, uh, get back on the roll and keep her going. But you know. Win at seven out of last eight has just been awesome, unreal, right? Who, who the fuck don't want to win seven out of eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah really. So, you know, we're, we're yeah, we're just like when we get on that team, we we know our job, and you know, there's not always the one person that that is always the best. Well, Bradley is. No one can fucking deny that. No, but, yeah, he's all right. 
<laughs> you know, it's Bradley. Bradley is Bradley. If he don't hit a home run in the game, that's a shit game for him. So. Yeah, yeah, something's yeah, really. wrong with him. Right. He's gonna hang her up. Yeah, yeah fuck her. Right? Well, Hilly did strike him out no, twice, he, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hilly. Oh, yeah. Hilly can strike him out. No Hilly one else in the world can. World class. World class. <laughs> Hilly. World class. Hilly's world class. Yeah. yeah. Sixty-two mile an hour drop off. Things is change up, eh? Yeah. Oh, off. Uh, shit. Do, right. do, does any of those national wins stick out to you, like more than more, or like have more meaning for you? Uh, I yes and no. They're all unbelievable. You win and 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 whatever. But I think um, running the table in, in Grand Prairie was on Sunday was was great. We didn't have Sean Cleary with right. or Ryan, um, you know. So we we're up against the battle there. So and to come out, come work our way back through through on Sunday was uh, it, it, not that it meant more. It just showed that. You know we can do it, and I mean I, I think we had seven runs against each game, and we still won. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. So it's just one of these. I guess that one sticks out because you know Sean Claiborne's always on Sean, right? Like he's yeah. amazing, unreal, and and to do it with him not on the mound, um, you know we just we we picked up we picked up the slack of not having your having your guy, and and yeah. you know Colin Welch picked up the slack there and Jeff Barron came in to shut the door and you know it was just an all an all around whole team uh whole team effort there. We had we had pinch hitters like Peter Kavanaugh and fucking Nick Pittman come in, hit home runs off Kayla Keishig and Patty yeah. Burns. And, yeah. Right? Like these are guys that are, are just up and commerce and to put them in that setting because we've all you know I've been that guy too and, and like I said, they got their chance and they made the most of it. That's right. Yeah. So it was just like a fucking. It was a. It was a ride. It, it was, yeah. For that, I. I would say, and that's the most recent one too. So it's hard to go back and think of them all. But right, I think that one was a was number one there now for me. Yeah. But I think you just touched on a little bit. I think you know having Cavi and and other guys come in there and do that. I think that goes to show the benefit of your guys' senior league back home, and you know having guys yeah. being able to fill in there because they're playing at such a good league back home right. that they can step in and do that. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head there, right? The, like our league is is unreal. We have great pitching, and you know, guys are facing Sean and Colin Wallace and Robbie Green, and all these guys, all, Jason all Hill, the time and, <laughs> and Hilly, right? I mean, you know, Hilly's funny where you go down and pad your stats, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, so it's uh, well, yeah, you're you're 100 right. You know, like the boys are, uh, yeah, Colin or, or uh, not Colin, sorry, Peter hasn't even played the circuit, and Nikki Pittman has played the circuit for a couple of years. Mm. But yeah, for the, for those guys to, to step in there and Jordan Pomeroy, another great example. Like yep. these guys are they're up and comers, and for them to jump in there and do what they did is just it's unbelievable. It's great, and and we needed it. So yeah, for sure. Um, right. Well, let's talk about 2016 and the memorable ISC World Title win with Toronto. Yep. Uh, you, you kind of had a big hit there. <laughs> now, yep. uh, rumor has it that you weren't exactly ripping the cover off the ball going into that last at bat. <laughs> Absolutely, that is absolutely correct. Um, <laughs> Maybe no, walk I, us, walk uh, us I, through it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I struggled that week. I mean, like we all have good weeks and bad weeks. That was a, a struggle for me that week. I wasn't, um, it wasn't so much the strike and out part. It was just you needed that flare hit or you needed that squeak through. And it wasn't going my way that week. But uh, hats off to, uh, to Terry Bader for having confidence in me and sticking with me um you know he never did lose confidence in me and 
you know what? I uh, the start of the final. Um, you know, I just wanted to make contact, get on base, anything to do to help the team. And you know, my first at bat, I, I got a hit, and I ended up being the first. I guess run scores. So the first run, I ended up being the first run to score, and um, I had a bump that game as well. And uh, just listen, just playing my role we're in the IFC final. So whatever I can do to contribute, yeah, um, I was going to do. But uh, when um, I think it was Tommy Noka ahead of me, there was Wayne got a hit or whatever, and Tommy Noka uh, had a walk. And uh, as I was on deck, I was like, you know what? I said, this is a chance of a lifetime here now. I said, we're on second base. It's the bottom of the bottom of the seven tie game in the IFC final. And what can I do now to fucking to fucking make them pay, right? And and you know what? I mean, you're facing Adam Falkert, and you know Adam is Adam is Adam. We all know how good he is and the success he had. And in my mind, going in that at bat, I was looking for one pitch and one pitch only. And uh, you know what? I I was looking for the drop out outside, and if I seen it, I was literally diving out and, and attacking and. Sure as fucking shit, it was an outside drop off. <laughs> and uh, when I hit the bat, I said, "There's no fucking way that I just walked off my IC phone. There's no <laughs> way in hell." <laughs> so in there, right, I fucking trotting up to first base, and I see Bradley out there, and he kind of like jogs back towards center field, and I said, "Holy fuck, go to things. And I stuck my hand up in the air like a fucking idiot because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> and going around fucking first base. The second base, my hand up in the air like a dummy. I say, if I, if I was on the other team, I'm like, I'd fucking kill him now, right? Like, look at that idiot. So they're going around second base, right? I'm like, holy fuck, I see all the boys right at home plate. And then I was going through my head, then I'm like, Jesus, the boys in the show fucking takes off their helmet and everything and fires it. I said, fuck it, I'm going to do it now. So I going down the line, right? Takes the helmet off, fires that up in the crowd, fucking jumps into the boys. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking... It was a, a moment of, you know, you, oh. can't, you can't explain it. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. Well, I mean, there's nothing more exciting than a walk-off home run. Maybe, you know, you know like a, a triple overtime Stanley Cup final goal or something like that. But, you know, yeah. a, a walk-off home run is just unreal. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was, you know, walk-off the ISC. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know why? You know what's fucking crazy? We were just down in uh, Minnesota. And uh, anyways, I remember after I hit the lockoff, um, there was a kid and his dad came up to me with the ball and was like, geez, Shane, like, this, is, this is the home run ball. I caught it out in the outfield. I was only probably like 10 years old. Uh-huh. And uh, and I said, he said, here you go, I have the ball back. I said, thanks, man. Like, uh, anyways, I got it in my head. I saw it in my head and I took a picture with him. And anyways, he went on. Sure as fucking shit goes down to Minnesota. He's a 16-year-old kid out on the mound pitching for uh, – I don't know, whatever team it is from Minnesota, see this kid pitching. I'm like, holy fuck, man, that kid's wicked. Anyway, this kid comes up to me after because we wanted him to pitch BP for us because we had a practice that morning. Yeah. He goes, Shane, you, you don't remember me, do you? I said, no. Did you lay your said, junk on the hood of my car in St. John's? <laughs> <laughs> right. I said, I was, then I was a bit fucked. I was like, Jesus Christ, did I arrest you? Like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> and he goes, man, I caught your lockout hold on in 2016. Oh, said, no way. That is. <laughs> anyway, she fucked. Oh my! He fucking opens up the opens up the pitcher, and kid is ten at this point. Now he's sixteen, and at the point at that time, he was looking up at me. At this time, now the kid is like fucking six four right there, looking up at him. <laughs> oh wow! I said, Holy fuck, man! It was it was crazy. He shows me the pitcher, and so I awesome. had to laugh about it. But yeah. yeah, it was wicked. That's unbelievable. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What's I, the kid's name, Shane? Do you know? Cody Gibbons, and he's a solid pitcher too. Cody Gibbons. Mark him that. down. Cody Absolutely. Gibbons, yeah. That's we'll awesome. Yeah, he's wicked. <laughs> um, let's jump to Team Canada. Uh, yep. You'd make your debut in 2017 in uh, Whitehorse at the WBSE Worlds. What was it like for you putting on the red and white, you know, at the national team level for the first time? Uh, it was, uh, yeah, that was definitely a big moment there. Um, just in the fact that, you know, I've been to the training camps or whatever over the years and, you know, never, got, I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to get to sniff because the players were, you know, unreal. But yeah, it wasn't Op- um, Opie and Shelly were ahead of you there, weren't they? Yeah, Opie and Shelly had Brandon Horn there as well. Oh, and right, yeah. Called, you know. yeah. So it was uh, it was tough there, but once I once I you know made the team and um, it was just it hit home to me that you know it was nine years since I wore the Maple Leaf at an ISS um, back from 2008 to 2017. I said you know what like embrace this, uh, enjoy it, yeah. but also uh, keep it going. So I didn't want to you know make it and then that'd be it, right? I'm right. still only 26 years old, and uh, for me it was. Uh, it was one of these moments that, okay, I'm here. Um, you know, now it's time to produce and, and, and perform like I can and do whatever it takes for the team to win. But um, internally, it was, I wouldn't say it was so too much pressure at the time because I knew I was still a little bit of a role player. But um, again, I was that guy that needed to, when you get your opportunity, make it count. So yeah. uh, in, internal pressure, you know, here and there, but that's, that's internal pressure coming out of me. So that was something I had to deal with, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, over the years. I mean, like I said, we've you know, been in lots of championship games and won and lost. So I was able to overcome that pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, just that uh, that feeling of any time you were to make belief is why you play softball. So to me, it was unbelievable. Right on. Now, I got, I got to ask you this question. How funny was uh, the game against Hong Kong that Scove pitched? Can't even describe it. Can't describe it. He was fucking. He come off the mound and he fucking. He looked like he never threw a ball in his life. I said, I looked at. I was like, Scope, what the fuck are you doing, man? You look like such an idiot, <laughs> right? Like I can't. Be, like, and you're trying to keep your composure, right? Yeah. So anyway, that after the game, we started watching the video, and holy fuck, there wasn't one person not crying. Man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Like that's 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 career defining there, right? Everyone oh, yeah. knows about that. Didn't right? they, didn't Avery hit him with the? With the ball, somebody yeah, trying to steal. <laughs> <laughs> he did, yeah. yeah. He fucking drilled him. Oh man, man. it would have to go too, right? Yeah, for what sure. Part? I mean that that video that's out there. I think Blake. I think Blake had it, and he sent it to one of us. But oh my god, that's that shit's just uh, hilarious. Well, probably probably one of the funniest moments I ever seen. Top of the Anna. Yeah. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, sorry, Justin. Yeah, sorry, Scoff, man. man. We're shitting on you all over yeah. this podcast. Man, we love you. <laughs> you're, you're playing for the yeah. glowworms, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to ask about 2019 Czech Republic. Uh, definitely disappointing for you guys that that the uh, world. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that one was a tough pill to swallow. Um, I think. I, you know what? And it is a tough thing. So I like the adversity of the show to come back and, and at least, you know, get the bronze medal. And I know I say at least, but 
as we all know, as competitors and ball players, you're there to win gold, right? And anything other than gold, you feel like it's uh, not good enough. So, right. um, with, with that one, I think a lot of that was, um, you know, obviously we didn't hit when we needed to and, and, and whatnot, but I think, I don't think we realized how good the other countries are after getting, like Argentina, for example. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Argentina and Japan, it was always looked upon as your rivals were your Aussies, New Zealand, and, and Canada were, you know, and we, and to, to say that it's not like, you know, US and, and, and Argentina and Japan, like all these countries aren't, you know, at the top. It's just, it always seems that they're not, because I guess you don't see them as much or, right. or whatnot. Like Japan, Japan, for example, they're unbelievable, but no one sees them. Right. So yeah. you never know. But I think uh, the realization of how good and how hard Argentina trains and Japan trains has been an eye opener to the world and, and to the country that, holy shit, boys, like, we got to get our fucking shit together because, you know, they are on top and they've proven it. Right. And, uh, it's up to the other countries, so I'll speak for Canada, is to, you know, start performing, start training. Um, I, I, not, not reinvent the wheel, but definitely pick up pick up the slack a little bit. And, and you know, it's starting to, uh, you know, if we don't train as hard as these guys, you're just, you're not going to be on the same playing field. That's right. And, I mean, Canada, unfortunately, we are from fucking east to west, so mm. it's hard to get together as much. I know the guys in Argentina, for example, they live in Piranha, and they're all 10, 15 minutes away from each other, the whole national team is. Oh, so. wow. Wow. Yeah, that would help. And, <laughs> yeah, and they, they don't have an off-season, right? Like, they're going back now, and, and their season starts in September, so, like, you know, they're, they're constantly training, but that's something that we can't control. So we just need to overcome that obstacle and, and be better. But I thought uh, for the 2019, it's just a realization like, Holy fuck, you know, these other countries are really good and, and we need to, uh, we need to pick it up if we're going to compete with those yeah. guys. Yeah, absolutely. So going forward, right. going forward, how, how do you feel things are looking for the Pan Am qualifiers? Um, I think they look. I think they look good. Like the, I mean, the, the core came out, and and um, you know, it, it's all good. We got we have confidence in our coaching staff and all that stuff. It's just uh, it should give you that, you know, you know, a little bit of fire under your ass. To say, boys, we got to fucking, we got to pick it up. And again, as you guys know, competitors, it's on us to fucking pick it up, right? That's right. You know, you you know, yeah, we got families and all that shit and work, but like at the end of the day. If you're going playing for Team Canada in the world stage, you're going to have to fucking do something to make yourself better. That's right. Yeah. So get the fuck in the gym, train, do whatever you got to do. There's no excuses. If you want to be on top, you're going to have to put the work in. So it should give you that fire under your ass to say, you know what? Do you want to be the best? And you're going to have to fucking, you're going to have to show it, right? So yeah. I think it'll, it'll, it should just be the start, you know, of next year, I should say. But like the qualifier is going to be the first thing. So. If people aren't getting themselves in shape, you're not going to have a fucking chance. Yeah, yeah, very true. So true. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to go into the final segment here. Uh, player association. I'm going to throw it a name to you. Can I, ask, can I ask a question real quick? Oh yeah, jump in. Shane, sorry, he doesn't let me really talk on yeah, this no, fucking thing. Um, <laughs> when when is your first game of the ASAs? I was kind of wondering that. Uh, eight o'clock tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, and who who is it against? It depends on who wins. Oh, right, right, right. You guys got the ball. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, so I think it's like Bare Bottom or a team from Minnesota, I think. Okay. 
Okay, thanks. Yeah. Right on. So, thanks so, for letting me talk, Randy. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> is that kid pitching from Minnesota? <laughs> Cody Gibbons from Minnesota? You know what? I think he is. No way. I think he is. Yeah, and the boys had him on the radar going, I'm the fuck what? He threw 79 miles an hour. What? 16. Yep. 16. 16 years old. Jesus. He, man, he's good. He's a hockey player, too. Um, yeah, he's about six, six, three, six, four, and he throws fucking gas. That bodes well for the U.S. Junior National Team. Jesus. Well, yeah, that's, that's what Jesus. I was talking to. Um, I was talking to. Uh, oh, Tyler Bowley. Yeah, and uh, he was catching, and he said, uh, "I said, is he on the? Is he on the, uh, the pool?" And he said, "No, he didn't make the twenty-two man pool." I said, "Boy, this is your fucking opportunity here now." Mm. I said, "You you get him on that, and just just if he's on it and being around, like that's yeah. what the guys from New Zealand did with Ramaki and Anoka, Cole Evans, and mm. all these guys, not not our studs, right? Like, but he is he is going to be." Uh, he's good now, but you give him three or four years, and we'll be talking about him guaranteed. Yeah, for Can't sure. That's, and that's awesome. And you know, you brought up a good person there, Cole Evans, with the New Zealand. He was 16 playing on the right in Saskatoon. There, like Jesus, man. And now look what he's doing. Right, he's 22 years old, and he's captain of the of the New Zealand team. Yeah, here in Benny and Oka. Unreal. Right. Yeah. So anyway, well, let's uh, let's get the player association now. Uh, I'll throw the name. You can say as much or as little about them as you want. Okay. Let's uh, start her off with uh, Colin Walsh. Colin Walsh. Um, Colin Walsh. I grew up Colin Walsh playing basketball. He's a year younger than me. Uh, great dude. Big competitor. Um, you know what? He got a lot of skill. Really good at the plate. His pitcher is versatile. Um yeah, I, I love the competitive competitiveness in Colin. He uh, he'll go to bat for you. He'll go to war with you. Um, after he has four beer, I'm getting the fuck out of his presence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. That's, that's, that's Colin Walsh for you. Oh my god! Actually, <laughs> look, does he get out back home in the senior league? Because it seems like every game that's uh, reported is like four for four, three for three with two walks. You know what I mean? Like they're all against Hilly, though, aren't they? Listen, oh yeah, true. I, I, I tell you this. If Colin gets out in the senior league, he'll let you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, good to know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he he was one of the guys that I thought, you know, could be one of those underrated guys, you know, like a few years ago. You know what? And as soon as you mentioned that, he was he was the first the first name to come to my head. But I felt that he's proven himself yeah. a yeah. little bit more just, you know. But there's no doubt he he was an underdog, but man, he's fucking proven he can certainly compete at top level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Next on the list, uh, Brad Rona. Brad Rona is, uh, I would say, a legend of the game. Um, I was a teammate for a couple, about four or five years. He uh, shows incredible leadership. Um, you know what? And when it gets to that stuff, like, you know, again, Canada versus New Zealand was always a rival. But it was really good, like, playing with Brad Rona, he left that, you know, to the side. And when it came on a sea time, this was our family, this was our team. Um, we knew what we had to do. But his leadership and the way he would carry himself on the field, win or lose, it didn't matter. But he's a guy who will uh, certainly show 
um, just by his skills and ability, but also by, you know, just minor comments, keeping the team up, uh, you know, but just an overall uh, student of the game. He, the things I've learned from Brad Rona going to the plate, um, you know, I still take with me today, like your at-bats, your sequences, pitches to look for, um, you know, certain situations that like he's constantly talking softball. Um, so my, I guess one word to describe Brad Rona for me as a teammate will be a, he's a student of the game, but he's, he's, he's going down as a legend there. Right on. And he's one scary dude doing the haka <laughs> from videos I yeah, saw. And, <laughs> yeah. and guaranteed when they did the haka and I felt like I had to fight, I wasn't going fucking near him. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Jesus Christ. No, the only way I was going near him, I had my taser. That's it. <laughs> uh, next, next up is uh, Sean Cleary, the rapper himself. <laughs> Sean Cleary. Yeah, Shani is... Uh, Shani's unreal. Uh, I room with Sean a couple of times and Ryan's not there, but Sean's a quiet dude. Um, very quiet, but holy fuck is he, uh, he intense and a competitor. Yeah. Um, if anybody knows Sean Clary, don't know exactly what I'm saying. Um, when he, when it's go time, uh, he is tough as nails. He is fucking a go-getter. He wants to win. He, him and Ron, the amount of, the amount of studying that those guys do once the game is over, the video they watch, the, you know, the, the effects that, you know, maybe one of the Argentinians got on it. Like they are constantly studying. Sean is a, he's a guy who, you know, yeah, he's getting older, uh, but he, he wants to get better every year. Like he is the furthest thing from being done. Um, he has unbelievable talent. He's an unbelievable shape. As you guys know, watching him, it seems effortless for Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll go all day. He'll pitch all day. He'll, he's your workhorse. And, uh, you know, Sean's mentality too is, you know, especially comes to the national team. If, if someone wants to take the reins from Sean, come take him. But I can tell you right now, he's not fucking going down without trying. And right. he will continue to be that guy until someone proves him wrong. That's awesome. Yeah, so right. when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to intensity and uh, willingness to win, like Sean Clare is just a fucking competitor and he will do anything and he is tough as nails. Yeah, we t- yeah. How can we get him on the podcast? <laughs> can you tase him um, and fucking I, drag I, him into your basement or something? <laughs> you're you're going to have you're going to have a hard time getting Sean Clare in the podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fucking speak. You, you know what, right? how I think we're going to do it next year at Senior Nats. Yeah, we're going to we're going to take our, our stuff we're going to take our stuff over and we're going to get him in the hotel or back no, down in Hilly's basement. Hilly's basement. Hilly's basement. Well, that, he'll there, and if, if you need him, come up and tase him. That's no big deal. Friggin' right. That's how we'll get him on. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you're yeah. listening to this. Be ready, buddy. <laughs> sorry about the tasing. Yeah. yeah, sorry about the tasing. Fuck him. He's good for it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Last is, uh, well, you know him, Ryan Bowling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ryan is a um, true competitor. Wait, I got to stop you. I have to stop you. Sorry. Because when we asked Ryan about Shane Bowling, the first thing he said was, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, Randy? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, don't surprise me. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, like, no, fuck. I, I, don't, I don't expect any less from Ryan to fuck the prick. But, uh, there you go. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, Ryan's a true competitor. Uh, one of the most intense players you ever play with. Um, there's lots of times I had to tell Ron, even as a younger brother, we're playing, just calm the fuck down, man. You got to calm down, right? <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, and again, he tell me to fuck off, whatever. But <laughs> you know, Ryan is uh, Ryan's a, a big student of the game. Um, he will literally do anything to make himself better and make the team better. He trains a lot. He uh, he's an inspiration when it comes to giving back to the game, as you guys know. Yeah. He's got the, uh, yeah. the Avalon, the Avalon wave yeah. going, and, yeah. and man, this guy, this guy has two kids. Like he don't, he don't fucking stop, right? Like he is flat out with his own ball training, but just that program he's giving back to is is fucking incredible. And and softball is, is just growing back up in New, in Newfoundland, and he's a big part of it. Oh, that's super. Um, but when it comes to Ryan, you know, playing playing ball and stuff, like he's he's true leader. Um, he's a he's a clutch player. He's got lots of big clutch hits. He he'll never go down without you know giving his best. He'll he'll fucking do anything to win. You know, yeah, as you see him, he's he's a fucking loose cannon. <laughs> he's a loose cannon. He'll right. You know, if I told Ryan that someone, if I told Ryan someone spoke to me on second base, why the fuck he go to the hotel room and have to have it out with him? <laughs> Right? Yeah. But oh, uh, you know, overall, uh Ryan is an unbelievable ball player, he got lots of championships to, to prove it and yeah. he uh what what he's doing to get back to the game, I you know, is just unbelievable and uh, you know everyone should tip their cap to what he's doing because in, in five, ten years time we're gonna see these players up and on the circuit. So oh, absolutely. what he's doing is great. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, who carries? I know that uh, your brother carries the nickname Bowley. What What do you carry as a nickname, Shane? Also Bowley. Uh, yeah, but probably just Shane or, or fucking. Right now is uh, Serge. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Serge is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Serge or face or whatever you want that's a great way to end the podcast yeah. fuck face yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no thank you yeah, fuck face. anyway shane <laughs> man shane we gotta thank you so much for coming on man this has been awesome uh wish you nothing but success at this weekend at ASAs, ISCs, national team for pan am games and you know next year at nationals we're definitely gonna have a couple beer together Man, the boys, this was awesome. I I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I was looking forward to it. I couldn't wait. I'm sorry for the fuck up last past couple of days, but uh, I got to be honest, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I I really appreciate you guys having me. Right on. Thanks, Shane. Hey, say to, hey, say hi to Scope for us, will you? Get the old glowworm. Yeah, the old glowworm. <laughs> I can only I can only imagine the fucking message I'm gonna get after this. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, All right, shit. best of luck, Shane. Thanks very much. All right, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Take, take care, care, Shane. Take care. T- take care. <laughs> that was a great one. Glowworm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Scope's going to fucking ream us for this yeah, one. Ream you. Uh, I don't bat anymore. You do. No. <laughs> I have fuck. You're getting dotted. Nope. I'm uh, pinching. Stick that game. I am just, just pitching. pitching. Yeah. <laughs> just pitching. Yeah. Uh, no, that was fantastic. That was awesome. Quite a career yeah. uh, so far. I mean, so, and he's still only young. Yeah, still, has a still going. Yeah. I mean. Great guy too, man. Think about like when I was doing all the research for this, yeah, I know my daughter's screaming oh, upstairs. I thought I heard something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like I said, doing the research for, and I was just, I was amazed at how much Shane has won. You yeah. Know, it's a lot. Years. Like so much at every level. And the fact that, you know, like I said, that 2012 year where he's the only player to win a junior Nats, a senior Nats and an ISC world yeah, that's nuts. in Canada ever. And think about how many players yeah. we friggin' had. Never here. even had that opportunity ever no. in their life. Yeah. 
Like, <sighs> unreal. Like, you know, seven out of the eight last, seven of the last eight nationals. Mm. It took me 24 years to win one. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah, but I was unreal. the best player on the team. No, I wasn't playing. I was the no. guy. <laughs> no, Shane, uh, fantastic, fantastic family. I mean, obviously, good ball players. Another newfie that's just, you know, making his name in the world of fast pitch. None of our, it, our newfie guests are awesome. It's, oh, they've it, been great. It's so fun. I don't know why nobody likes them. I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> no, I think they make more fun of each other than anybody else does anyway, yeah, yeah, which is sure. fantastic. Oh, shit. Anyway, uh, well. Yeah, you know what, Randy? I'm going on vacation. Um, I like to say, uh, see you next podcast, and I will. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's only for four days. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't, I, I don't know what we're doing now, so... Uh, yeah, I got to, I got to get the schedule up and running here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the only yeah. thing I know for sure is that uh, a couple of weeks talking to Eric, Erica Polidori from the, yeah, right. the women's national team there from the Olympic team. So yeah. uh, it's going to be fun to hear stories from the Olympics for and, sure. uh, and uh, see what it was like. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, uh, hope everybody has a great week. Great weekend. Great everything. Yeah. Great, 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 great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yes. Keep listening. Keep listening. Yeah, let's like go. and share or whatever the like, hell you do like, on that like Snapchat share, or face, snap, Facebook, follow, face, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Anyway, classified. I read the rules before I broke them. I broke the chains before they choked me out. Uh, now I pay close attention. Yeah. Really learn the code. Uh-uh. I learned to read the map before bounce, I hit bounce. the road. You never heard this before But I'd rather lose a fight than miss the war And I ain't wishing competition or fishing for it I'm just living in a system, conditions are poor I've been lost in the rhythm and misinformed Too many late nights hitting the liquor store Too many bad decisions, half-ass attempts No sweat, no fear, no blood, no tears I go hard, and I ain't making up no excuse I'm overdue, I don't do what I'm supposed to do Cause if you think about it, man, we're supposed to lose It ain't all picture perfect ocean views No, I was a first-class rookie Taking out bullies in my all-black hoodie Man a mystery, you know the history, get it or forget it, cause poof, I'm out of here. I read the rules before I broke them, I broke them, uh-huh. I broke the chains before they choked me out, and I paid close attention, really learned the code, I learned to read the map before I hit the road. What do you say? I've been high and I've been real low yeah. I've been beaten and broken but I healed though So many ups and downs, roughed up and clown We all got problems but we deal though I'm trying to do better now, find my inner peace Learn my art form and find my energy When my back's on the wall, I don't freeze up Now I find my inner strength and I re-up Here we go, I know i never been the smartest or wisest But I realize what it takes Never dwell in the dark cause the sun always rises But gotta make it to the next day It's a feeling that you get in your lungs when you run But you're running out of air and your breath won't come Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902 902- 499-5717 
trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. <laughs> <laughs>